0: Nancy Tangler joins us, the chief investment officer at Laffer Tangler Investments. Nancy, I see your notes that there are companies you like tied to recovery like American Express. But what I'm interested in hearing, in the context of the last couple of days is the case for tech. So walk us through why you want to keep owning companies like Microsoft that never even got hit over the last year.
1: Thanks for having me, Oliver. It's good to be here with you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we... Um, we, we have looked at the data and if you go back and look at rising interest rate environments have been seven in recent years uh, and or recent decades and then rising inflation what you'll see is that tech is one of the top is the top performing sector in all of those uh, scenarios and so the question becomes why has t- tech been selling off and we believe it's because growth expectations have risen so once you sort of step aside from the growth at a reasonable price names a uh, growth at any price names and focus on growth at a reasonable price, you come to the same conclusion we do, which is Microsoft is interesting here. It hasn't done anything since late summer, and yet it's it's um, firing on all cylinders in terms of its business model and earnings growth. Same would be true for a company like Lamb Research, which, you know, is in the, the coveted semi-space, semi, semi-conductor equipment in this case, but also, you um, It is is really delivering and growing at a rapid pace and not really trading at a lofty multiple. And then Intel, which is kind of a turnaround story with the new CEO, because we do think you wanna be in the semis. Uh, Everything, the economy is digitizing, everything that we do pretty much involves a semi uh, conductor. And so we like that space a whole heap.
0: This is what's so interesting about the uh, semis. I'm glad you brought this up Nancy because it seems like the case for economic growth being still good for tech is the most obvious in semiconductors. There's a lot of companies in here with very obvious cyclical components. We've seen Micron, Western Digital, at uh, your point here, Intel even too, do really well in this environment. But it seems at least just going by the last month as the NASDAQ pulled back, chips as a whole got dragged with it. So do we just explain that it's kind of a a momentary kind of clean off of some of the froth and the growth, your aspects of that? Because if this group is getting dragged at the same time as Tesla, then uh, what's the hope for the other tech stocks?
1: Well, I, I, you know, they, the tech, the chip stocks have been rallying for years. And so it it is the way the market works. You have to see some pullbacks. Think of it like pruning your roses. I mean, you got to take back some of the excess so you can see the, um, the bloom. And we think you can't argue with the fact that the chips are pervasive and there's been a chip shortage, um, in automotives. And we've seen what that did to the industrial production numbers this morning. And now it's a, um, a priority for the biden administration here in arizona where i am we're seeing a new taiwan semi-plant coming in and a number of chip companies have moved here as we begin to see the reshoring and onshoring of these companies we expect that the supply chains will will be uh smoother will be less clogged will function better and i think you have to own these stocks and i wouldn't jump in i'd wait for pullbacks like we just got and add to holding selectively which is exactly what we did
0: okay Now, for Microsoft to come back there, a more cloud-centered business and early on during the crisis, it was clear that this market was going to be able to uh, at least, at very least, stay afloat. And maybe the NASDAQ was just one giant stay-at-home trade was when Microsoft said, actually, uh, during that first earnings period, they weren't even materially affected. I'll probably never forget when that line came out and it seemed that was kind of the wake-up time for the market. But... If we start to pivot to things that then didn't do well during this period, what's the case for a Microsoft over a depressed bank stock or a company that trades at a low valuation relative to its history as opposed to Microsoft's that's so much higher than its general history?
1: Yeah, that's that's the perfect question and the one that portfolio managers struggle with all the time, Oliver. I I am not advocating that you don't own banks. We're overweight uh, the financial sector and, mm. and have added to names uh, all throughout the second half of last year. Um, there. For us, though, it's not a binary decision. You have to have some growth at a reasonable price in your portfolio. Um, otherwise, you're just gonna play the cyclical trade, and then when it's over, you're you know, you're know, in, in a behind the um, eight ball position again. So what we're looking for is how do we barbell our portfolios? Do we have a, a market weight to slightly overweight in tech, overweight financials, which we do, overweight industrials, which we also have, and then we've re- um, also overweight materials and healthcare. So so it's a pretty mixed bag, um, but it that way you build a portfolio that can perform well in in any kind of environment. And so, growth at a reasonable price is really where we're focused—not deep value and not growth at any price.
0: Okay, not growth at any price. I mean, just a reasonable one. And I do like the point here about having. The other components uh, that are more cyclical still is part of that overall theme, Nancy. Really appreciate the walkthrough here of what you guys are buying and how you're thinking about the environment right now. Thanks a lot for joining.
1: Thanks, Oliver.
0: Nancy Tangler is the chief investment officer at Laffer Tangler Investments.